the Rangers just had an absolutely perfect weekend by sweeping the Seattle Mariners, and the other team chasing them in the AOS had an absolutely tragic weekend. Plus, the Rangers' closer might have been under their nose this entire time. We're going to talk about all that and more on this episode of Locked on Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock, a criminally addicted Texas Rangers fan, covering this team for 10 seasons, including including all five hosting and founding this Locked On Rangers podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. Today is Monday, September 25th. Your Rangers are 87 and 68 alone atop the AL West with a two and a half game lead over the stinking Houston Astros with a magic number of just five to clinch the AL West. Oh, just let it sink in. Just let that sink in. The Rangers have a two and a half game lead in the AL West. What a freaking weekend. Thank y'all so much for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked on Rangers. Hit subscribe on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Before we get into this wonderful weekend of absolutely glorious baseball, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper with picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Now, the Rangers had a literally perfect weekend by sweeping the Seattle Mariners three games to nothing at home. Meanwhile, the other team chasing, yeah, you heard me, chasing the Texas Rangers in the AOS as they have been for almost the entirety of the season. The Houston Astros lost all three games at home to the Kansas City Royals, the team with the worst record in Major League Baseball. Yeah, you heard me right. Three games, three losses at home to finish the season with a losing record at home. Now, there's this quote by Mel Brooks that uh, reminds me of what this weekend is. Um, Tragedy is when I cut my finger, aka when the Rangers have slightly nervous games. Comedy is when you fall into an open sewer and die. And that's exactly what happened to the other teams chasing the Rangers in the AOS this weekend. The Rangers came into this weekend tied in record with the Mariners for that third wildcard spot, and they end the weekend atop the AOS with a multi-game lead. I mean, oh my goodness, it was sweet, it was glorious, it was close, it was nail-biting, it was electric, it was terrifying, and it was three wins that, at this point, it's all that freaking matters. And the Rangers, you know, they, they didn't make it easy on you. They did not make it easy on Rangers fans at all. Um, because why would they? Why would why would it be easy? I don't want it to be easy. You know, honestly, I want it to be hard. I want it to be difficult. I want it to be, uh, I mean, want it to make me feel alive and also dead. And there was a lot of feeling alive and also dead with the week, the baseball this weekend. But I, I want to start at the end, at the very end of this weekend series with a beautiful moment from Jose LeClerc, who came on and got the save after a not really all that nervy ninth inning. I mean, maybe it was a little bit nerve-wracking, but I mean, the way that he was pitching was honestly incredible. I mean, I talked about it on Thursday's show, which if you go back and listen, I 
remember just distinctly saying that Jose Leclerc should be the Rangers closer moving forward. And uh, wow, do I feel incredibly smart talking about that because Jose Leclerc is a guy whose numbers overall have been pretty darn good. And he's had some moments where he's looked absolutely incredible. He has some moments where he's looked absolutely just mind-numbingly frustrating because of the walks and because of the nibbling and because of all of that. But when he is on, and boy was he on on Sunday, he is the best reliever in the Rangers bullpen and it is not particularly close when he came out on Sunday everything was just so incredibly fired up I mean his fastball averaged 98.1 miles an hour in that game his average for the year 95 miles an hour that's three miles an hour above average on his fastball it wasn't just the fastball though slider was two and a half miles an hour above his average velocity for the year his changeup was two and a half miles an hour above his average velocity for the year cutter was down a little bit but he threw five of them so it's not really that big a difference but he hit 98 98.7 on the radar gun for one of his four seam fastballs and with his velocity and with his spin rate that 99 looks like 109 because oh my goodness jose leclerc he caught seven called strikes plus whiffs on 16 pitches they swung at eight of his pitches they missed five of them. This was Jose Leclerc at his most dominant, at his peak. And this is coming off back-to-back days and where he worked in a, a very close outing on Saturday's game. It ended up being Aroldis Chapman, who got the save, who was also pitching in back-to-back outings. He pitched on Friday and Saturday, and Leclerc pitched on Saturday and Sunday. And I do think that it should be Leclerc moving forward because Leclerc had a lot of his velocity in the second day coming off a of back-to-back where Aroldis Chapman, his velo has been very, very down whenever he works in the second day of a back-to-back. Also, we've talked in depth about Aroldis Chapman's struggles in actual save situations, much better in like the eighth inning or the seventh inning or the sixth inning, whatever high leverage situation you need a bunch of strikeouts, that's usually more of the Chapman role. But Jose Leclerc is a guy who I have doubted for a long time. I saw him a whole lot in Frisco as a starting pitcher, and I thought, I just don't get it. I don't know what the Rangers see in this guy. I don't know why they keep throwing him out there. He's walking the world. His stuff doesn't look that great. I just don't freaking get it. And then seeing it in spurts with him in the big league level, seeing it in 20... um, 2019 and seeing it actually more in, in 2018 and seeing it in 2016 when he came up um, for the first time in the big leagues and seeing what he is on like what he looks like when he is absolutely on and at his peak like that 2018 season where he had a one and a half era with you know 13 k's per nine and 3.7 hits per nine just absolutely unhittable fiery demon on the mound exactly what you want from your closer when he is at his peak he is the fire breathing ungodly unhittable guy when he is at his peak and that's what he was and seeing him and the immense joy that he felt on sunday after all the abuse that he's taking after all of the injuries that he's dealt with after all of the times where people are like i can't stand this bum clerk i don't trust him at all seeing him go out there and thrive just made me so incredibly happy for him. He talked about his journey and how the Rangers, the team that signed him, the team that had confidence in him, the team that he got to the major leagues with and you know, have given him this confidence from the start and to be able to come through for them, to be able to be at his best for them when they needed him most. You could tell how much it meant to him. You could tell how much it meant to the Rangers. And I just absolutely loved that moment for him. It's not because of these sappy moments that I'm wanting him to be the Rangers closer. It's because he is the best option. He is the best option by far. And 
a, a world, a season of so many untrustworthy people in the bullpen. Jose Leclerc is stepped up, and that fateful outing against the Mets when he was thrown into a save situation, and he did not expect it and, and talked about it and said, you know, I, I want to be the guy in these situations. Well, buddy... You are the guy. You are absolutely the guy in these situations from now until the end of the season. Pick up his option for next year. Heck, assign him to another extension because this guy is absolutely unhittable right now. And for a team that was so desperate for anything good in the bullpen, getting this kind of good news from him, and not just him, but Jonathan Hernandez also had a fantastic outing as well. I mean, this is just exactly what the Rangers could have hoped for this weekend. But they did get a little bit lucky, and I think they were overdue for some of that luck in the Sunday win, which was an absolute microcosm of the season. We're going to break down why, and another great start from Jordan Montgomery, why he should be the Rangers' number one starter, and some good news on Max Scherzer. But first, let's word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door? With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers as well. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost the local economy for with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you pick them up yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass, Dash Pass membership. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order to up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONMLB. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Thanks to the Everyday for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day on tomorrow's show. I'll be breaking down a crucial John Gray start against Los Angeles. The Rangers take on the Angels this week and catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, this game on Sunday, it was an absolute microcosm of the Rangers season. Pull out to a big old lead and then hold on for dear life and then somehow squeak by with the win, which I'm hoping means the Rangers end up you know, squeaking by with the AL West crown and maybe even a World Series. We'll, we'll see once we get there. But this was just, it felt exactly like the Rangers season. They got a couple of great innings from Nathan Eovaldi. Five innings, and this one is final line, does not look as pretty as he actually pitched. Six hits, five runs, all of them earned, a couple of walks, and a pair of home runs. Now, if he was pulled out of this game after the fifth inning he would have given up just two runs it would have been okay everything would have been fine and I honestly thought that would have been fine for for what the Rangers needed from Nathan Eovaldi he was at I believe somewhere around the 70 ish 75 maybe pitch mark at that point the Rangers do want to build him up to get up to 100 pitches but also you got to be effective and you know the thing with Eovaldi is that Obviously, his fastball velocity is not, it's its just not anywhere near. And none of his velocities for any of his pitches are anywhere near what he was in the first half. And this is the same thing that happened to him in Boston last year, and he was just not nearly as effective. And that's thats mainly been the case. But this, in this game, he was 
effective enough. I mean, he's a smart, crafty veteran pitcher who knows how to pitch, even if his elite stuff isn't there. But every single one of the pitches that he threw more than six of today uh, were down at least 2.3 miles an hour from his season average. Fastball was down 2.3 miles an hour. Did throw one up there at 96.3. His average for the year is is coming down. It was, I think it was at like 90. 5.8 or something before he came off this IL stint. Now it's all the way down to 95.2, but his average for today was 92.9. It's just everything was not working for him except for the splitter. Got quite a few whiffs on that splitter, seven whiffs on that, two on the curveball, one on the cutter, and it was just doing enough to get the Rangers through it. If he gave you five innings, two runs, and the Rangers had a pretty big lead like they did, then you think, okay, that's fine. You can live with that. But no, that was not the case. The Rangers let him go back out there, faced a couple more batters, and gave up some more hard contact. And uh, yeah, then Martin Perez comes in there, and he doesn't do all that much better. Just a, a really rough outing for the first time for Martin Perez out of the bullpen. For the most part, Martin Perez has been very consistent out of the bullpen. You thought maybe he would be in the rotation in this spot on Tuesday going against the Angels, but the Rangers thought, no, no, let's use Martin here. Let's get some bulk out of him. Let's see what we can do with that and martin had his worst outing as a bullpen member gave up a hit a couple of walks two earned runs did get one strikeout in an inning in two thirds chris stratton came out there for what feels like the hundredth time in a hundred days like just give chris stratton a couple days bochi just give him a couple days because he's not been effective the last couple times that he's come in he gave up three hits all of them singles all of them pretty softly hit but just kept on finding holes, which was the, the story of this Mariners offense. They just kept finding holes here, there, John, and, you know, it just wasn't quite enough. Then Jonathan Hernandez comes on, gets uh, one pitch, and gets out of a jam. Thankfully, the Rangers were still worked themselves into a jam a little bit later. They got a, a weekly hit ball by J.P. Crawford that kind of found a hole, and then after a really great battle with Julio Rodriguez and a, a pitch that was, you know, six inches off the plate that a slider that was just breaking away from Julio Rodriguez that you'd think anybody else in the world swings at that pitch. That's a swing and a miss and strike three, but it wasn't. And that was incredibly frustrating and an inconsistent zone for Rangers pitchers, especially Martin Perez got kind of kind of pretty hosed on that, as did Josh Young and a few other Rangers hitters, Evan Carter especially. It's just a really bad, inconsistent zone that was very, very frustrating that could have gotten Brian Wu out of this game a little bit earlier. But, nope, that wasn't the case. But I do applaud Jonathan Hernandez for his inning of scoreless work. Brock Burke comes in, gets three pitches to get out of the eighth inning, send the Rangers to the ninth inning with a scoreless game. In comes Jose Leclerc. Bing, bang, boom. You're done. Rangers win. Rangers sweep. Rangers have a two-and-a-half game lead in the AL West. Just a huge, huge weekend for the Rangers. Doing enough time and time again. The Rangers, they got kind of lucky in this one. Honestly, I did not think that they particularly deserved to win this, but it doesn't matter. There were a lot of games the Rangers did deserve to win that they haven't. They've had a lot of bad luck come their way in the way of injuries, in the way of just bad bad luck, in the way of just like, dear God, this bullpen can't blow every single game, right? Well, I mean, for the last two months, it's felt like they pretty much have. I mean, the Rangers had eight hits in this one. They scored nine runs. They had six home runs, including one of them by Marcus Simeon that was assisted by one Julio Rodriguez. MVP. MVP. My MVP for 
for the Rangers. I mean, honestly, the Rangers got pretty lucky to not get hurt even worse by Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez, for the most part, has been kept quiet against the Rangers. Now, I'm saying this knowing full well that he's probably going to go off and absolutely torch the Rangers in that four-game series in Seattle. But until this point, the Rangers have gotten a really, really good job of holding Julio Rodriguez in check or just facing the Mariners when Julio Rodriguez is not doing, not hitting well. That's very fortunate, and it's not going to be the case forever. But the Rangers were due for some luck. They have been overdue for some luck with all of these bad breaks they've gotten, getting a Corey Seager home run that had, I believe, a 180-ish expected batting average against. There were a lot of these Rangers home runs that had low expected batting average on these home runs, like just not a whole lot of luck for them, but all of it seems to be breaking their way. I mean, this team is, again, the epitome of, it's so back. We're so over. It's We're so back. It's so over. Just time and time again. I want you to just kind of lean back and accept that this is the roster it's built. It is flawed. It will be an up and down ride. It will give you anxiety, heart disease, uh, maybe kill you dead. I don't know. But just embrace that this is who the Texas Rangers are. They are a very good but flawed baseball team. But it seems like everything is breaking their way at exactly the right point, including Jordan Montgomery looking absolutely fantastic. I'm going to break down why he should be the Rangers game one starter in a playoff series and a fantastic start by him. And also some good news about another potential option for a future game one playoff series starter. But first, let's word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on a chance to win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now, with studs like, I don't know, literally everybody on this Rangers roster. Evan Carter, you know, may have heard of him. Larry Tavares, who's also doing very well. Corey Seager, who is an MVP candidate, might even take home the MVP. I mean, who knows? But, you know, you can pick more or less on these studs with their stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. Do you think that we're going to see a big series from Corey Seager in Anaheim? Do you think John Gray is going to bounce back really well on this Monday start? Do you think that uh, whoever mystery starter is is going to do well? Maybe it's going to be Cody Bradford on the hill on Tuesday. I mean, who knows? If you're going to want to go and take a chance at winning 100 times your money use promo code locked on you'll get up to a 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms used for details shout out to the everydayers for making locked on rangers your first listen every single day on wednesday show i'll be breaking down whoever the rangers throw out in the bullpen game for the tuesday night game against Anaheim. The Rangers take on the Angels this week and catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Now, just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, before we get into Jordan Montgomery's fantastic start and what he's meant to this team, I do want to give a shout-out to Leo Tavares, who had an incredible game slash week slash month slash year. He has been exceptional for the Texas Rangers, but on Sunday's game, he had just a phenomenal outing, a couple of hits, a home run, the first time he has hit one since the middle of August, and a walk after being down 0-2 in the count, and an outfield assist at home plate on a throw that, you know, felt like a reasonable sin for sending the guy who, you know, on a single up the middle, Leo Tavares has an incredible cannon for an arm. And again, having a center fielder with elite defense and an elite arm is just such a luxury. It's like having, I don't know, 
say a, a switch hitch a switch hitting catcher who can hit and is also really good defensively it's like having one of those luxuries having those two guys up the middle i mean up the middle talent i mean th- think about what the rangers have they have a 25 year old switch hitting on base machine elite defensive center fielder they have a fantastic hitting catcher who is also switch hitting and is elite defensively. Their middle infield is Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, who heading into this Sunday game both had 6.9 baseball reference war, which is not only nice, it is also incredibly freaking good. I mean, the up the middle talent is incredible. And Leo Tavares, over the last 30 games, he's hitting 320 with an on base of 389. Over the last 15 games, he's hitting 364 with an on base of 463. And in the last seven games, He's got six walks to four strikeouts, hitting 350 with an on base of 481, slugging 550. There's a lot of people who are just very quick to say, oh, let's just trade Leo Tavares. Let's just trade Leo Tavares for pitching or whatever. I don't know that the Rangers are going to necessarily do that. You're going to have to get a pretty darn good, young, controllable starting pitcher that is durable if you were going to trade Leo Tavares because he is a very, very valuable player. But speaking of durable starting pitchers who might be traded for or actually i guess were traded for you know what i'm talking about jordan montgomery have a freaking night on saturday seven shutout innings just two walks five hits worked around some base runners was able to go deep into this game got six strikeouts and has just been absolutely everything that the rangers could have hoped for when they traded for him now those prospects that the rangers traded to st louis i can almost guarantee you that both of them are going to hurt I think both of them is probably going to be quality big leaguers. TK Roby is a very good starting pitching prospect, and if he's healthy, he could be very good for the Cardinals. And Thomas J.C. might be in the top 100 prospects in all of baseball next year, and he might be in the big leagues at some point next year, and that's probably going to hurt. But, you know, you did that for Jordan Montgomery, and Jordan Montgomery has been absolutely worth it. He's been worth 1.7 baseball reference war in just 10 starts, a 2.92 ERA, 61 in the third innings, 50, 53 strikeouts, just 11 walks, only five home runs. I mean, the guy has been exactly what you want out of a starting pitcher that you trade for at the deadline. He has been durable. He's made his starts. He has not gotten lit up that much. And when he has gotten lit up, he has come back and been much, much better. Riding off of his two worst starts as a Ranger, three and two-thirds innings against Minnesota, where he got lit up for six runs. And then against the A's on Friday, September 8th, he got lit up for five runs in five and two-thirds innings against the A's. Then since then, seven shutout innings against Toronto. Seven innings of one-run ball against the Boston Red Sox, and seven innings of shutout ball again, this time against the Seattle Mariners. Oh, and a couple of starts before all of that, on August 21st, he had eight shutout innings against the Arizona Diamondbacks, where he probably could have, and in hindsight, maybe should have gone out for the ninth inning to close that one out, but that is neither here nor there. Does not matter. I think Jordan Montgomery has got to be your game one starter for whatever playoff series you start with. Hopefully, it is the division series so the Rangers can get a bye and line up their rotation the right way. The Rangers will also have Jordan Montgomery face these Mariners again. That'll be in Seattle. Thankfully, they're not going to waste a Jordan Montgomery start on the Angels, which saying that the Rangers might still end up dropping two out of three against the Angels. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But still, it is possible. But even if the Rangers did, they would still be in first place in the AL West, which uh, is 
just how big and how important this weekend was. But Jordan Montgomery is, is got to be priority number one to re-sign in free agency, but they also could be getting a different guy who could start game one of maybe an ALCS or maybe, whew, maybe a World Series. The Rangers haven't gotten any new particular updates on Max Scherzer, but he's been running around and talking to the media and saying, you know, I'm not ruling myself out for the postseason. It's not entirely guaranteed that I'm going to be out. He's feeling optimistic that there is a chance that he could pitch at some point in the postseason. The deeper the Rangers go in the postseason, the better chance they have at Max Scherzer, which means the better chance they have at winning. But they're going to need to do it without him, probably at very at the very least, um, the earliest he could come back is maybe the ALCS, it's seeming like. But, I mean... Max Scherzer has been an incredibly durable pitcher. I know he's 39 years old, but he's never had Tommy John surgery. He's barely had any injuries. I mean, last year was the first time he really had any prolonged injury. And so, of course, he has his you know, first what felt like could have been a really major injury when it comes to the Rangers, because of course not. But there's some good news on Max Scherzer and some good news from the Rangers in the form of Evan Carter. Now, Evan Carter has been up with the Rangers for 16 games. The Rangers have won 11 of those. Now, when Evan Carter was brought up, there was no thought that he was going to be the savior of this team. It was right after Adolis Garcia had been placed on the IL. The Rangers were coming off being swept by the Astros, and everything looked like a disaster. And even in his first game, where he got his first big league hit, and that was fun and exciting. Uh, the Rangers lost to the freaking A's, and it was like, oh, dear God, everything is in the crapper everything is terrible nothing is going right for these texas rangers but evan carter did not let that get to him neither did the texas rangers and in his time in the big leagues evan carter has been fantastic i did this before i believe it was four saturday's games when his first 14 big leagues i think he's got 16 big league games under his belt at this point but heading into saturday's game evan carter had a slash line of 324 447 676 now, if he kept up the pace for what he did in his first 14 games over a 162-game big league season, he would have 35 home runs, 23 doubles, 12 triples, 35 stolen bases, 93 RBIs, 138 runs scored, oh, and a baseball reference war of 15, which is like, I don't even think Mike Trout did that in his peak season. That's like, I don't know, you got to go back to old Haas Rayborn or Cy Young to go find a war that high. And for position players, there's just like, I mean, I don't even think Babe Ruth ever did that, mainly because he's a first baseman and, you know, war doesn't particularly like that. But uh, yeah, that's like, that's like three war better than Aaron Judge's 62 homer season from last year while he played center field every day. Like that, that's the kind of pace. Now, obviously, Evan Carter's not going to do that, but he has been a huge spark plug for this team. He has been incredibly important. He did have a, a little bit of a misplay on the triple that Martin Perez allowed that I, I don't think maybe should have been triple. Maybe should have been uh, a double and an error to Evan Carter, but he makes up for the very next at-bat, gets a two-run no two-run homer, a no-doubter, and just absolutely flies around the bases had a couple of home runs a couple of huge home runs this weekend i mean this kid is the real deal and i had some real concerns about the rangers being a bit aggressive a bit too aggressive calling him up i thought i i don't know i don't know if this kid's ready i mean he's got the makeup to where even if he struggled you think okay it's probably not going to get to him but for him to come up in the heat of this playoff chase and by the way there, there still are some concerns about if he can hit lefties and um or how well he can hit lefties i think he'll hit them eventually but right now he's not hitting them very well at all and he did have three strikeouts 
in his one for four performance if you really wanted to nitpick a game where he had his fourth home run as a big leaguer which was a no doubter um but still i mean it's been incredibly impressive for him to do this and because Leody Tavares has also been incredibly impressive over the last month. It's why I'm not really rushing off to trade Leody Tavares. I think both of them are very good quality big leaguers, and having both of them in your outfield is going to be very, very good for years to come. And then if Wyatt Langford pushes his way into conversation, which I think he will, then you'll deal with that issue when you get to it. But man, Evan Carter, have yourself a freaking debut, a stretch run. By the way, he is eligible for the playoffs. Now, you do have to be in the organization before September 1st, which obviously he has been. He wasn't added to the 40-man roster before that, but there are some little nitpicky rules that the Rangers are basically going to get an exemption to make that happen. It's not something you need to worry about. Evan Carter is going to be in this lineup in the playoffs, um, assuming the Rangers are there and don't have an absolutely epic collapse, um, which I don't think is going to happen. I'm pretty darn sure it's not going to happen. Really hoping it's not going to happen, but still... I mean, Evan Carter has played some really good defense. The Rangers, in general, have played some really good defense, including a couple of really great defensive plays to book in the weekend to end both those games. I mean, the Friday game ended on a great defensive play by Josh Young. The Sunday game ended on a pretty good defensive play by Nathaniel Lowe, which, again, is kind of highlighting the absurdity of, of that happening because Lowe was so bad defensively last year, as is this team. This entire team was terrible defensively last year. And I think you know, it's really hard to quantify what a manager brings, but I think the defensive impact that of Bruce Bochy, I, th- I think that just basically this entire group, just as a whole, everyone getting a lot better outside. Yeah, Simeon kind of got better, not that much, but I mean, Simeon was already really good. Seeger went from like pretty bad to like pretty good. Nathaniel Lowe going from terrible to excellent was great. Jonah Heim was already great defensively, um, but just getting a little bit more out of like all the little plays on the margins. I think that's a really tangible impact of Bruce Bochy, as well as the Rangers vibes. Like their vibes are probably sky high right now. Like I don't think they could be any higher, but they couldn't have been any lower in that game where Evan Carter made his debut. Like I said, the Rangers have won 11 of 16 games since getting swept by the Houston Astros in a series where I declared them dead as a doornail and some other, just the deadest doornail that has ever been dead um just terribly dead but no they weren't and the astros were not as unkillable as anyone thought i mean the rangers had a great weekend of sweeping the mariners a much harder opponent than the kansas city freaking royals at home in houston sweeping the houston astros like just incredible i mean the astros since since that stretch where they beat the Rangers, beat their brains in, they are five and ten. The Houston Astros are five and ten since that sweep where it looked like they killed off the Rangers, where the Rangers are eleven and five since that stretch. I mean, the vibes are just heading in two incredibly different places. Shout out to the Kansas City Royals. God bless you, Kansas City Royals. You are invited. If the Rangers win the AL West or if they win the World Series. The Royals are absolutely invited to the championship parade, as is Cole Reagans doing his job for his former team. God bless him. Jordan Lyles, former Ranger great, throwing five shutout innings against the Houston Astros on Saturday. What a job by Jordan Lyles. And Colleyville Heritage native Bobby Witt Jr. having himself a great series, being a menace on the base pass, doing some great defense, offense. 
and just everybody on that Kansas City Royals squad just having a freaking weekend. But I know there's been a lot of talk about the Rangers don't deserve it. The Rangers don't have the pedigree of the Astros. The Rangers don't have the... They're not actually as good. I mean, they may have won a lot more games. They're not as good as, as the Astros or the Mariners. Well, the Rangers are the only team in the division with a winning record against teams with winning records. They are 41 and 39 at this point. The Astros are 35 and 41. The Mariners are 31 and 44 against teams with winning records. At home, the Rangers have a 50 and 31 record at home, whereas the Astros have a losing season at home, 39 and 42 at home. So, unfortunately, maybe the Astros being a wild card team might work in their favor because for whatever reason, they got some funk in Houston when they play in Houston. That is um, not working out well for them. But the Rangers have a plus 167 run differential. Astros 115, Mariners 99. I mean, the Rangers just deserve this. They have been the better team all year long. They are obviously a flawed team. Obviously their bullpen isn't great, but this offense is deep. It's incredible. Starting pitching is good enough. The bullpen, eh, it's a work in progress, but it is a work in progress that is getting much, much better. The Rangers lead the division. They deserve to lead the division, and it's looking like they don't trip over their own feet in the last seven games. They will be AL West champions for the first time since 2016. They absolutely deserve it. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy first place Texas Rangers baseball.